How do social entrepreneurs and small businesses create an authentic brand people love so they can get the edge they need to stand out, create predictable revenue, and compete against the big guys? That's what we're here to discuss. I'm Adam Force, the founder of Change Creator, and this is the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Adam Force. We have been going through a whirlwind over here. So between the business just kind of really picking up, um, you know, we've been hiring, we've just hired several more people. And I also had my a second baby. So I got a seven, I got a two month old in the house. And so <laughs> things have been a little bit all over the place. Um, and so, yes, yeah, sorry if the shows have been a little inconsistent, but we'll get back on track very soon. Um, and as we get more hands on deck and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, so, you know, if you missed the last episode, we talked to uh, Scott Terman. He is um, somebody we spoke to about the self-publishing space. I was tapping into this and I'm bringing in one more today, Chandler Bolt. Like we're gonna get into more on the topic of self-publishing. I mean, the idea of self-publishing is great. So whether you're e-commerce, you're a coach or services, when you're a CEO, or you're an owner, there's value here because this opens the doors, gives you something to talk about, right? You want to do a podcast roadshow. You want to get different kinds of PR. Um, it's valuable from that re regard. It also brings people into your world, builds up your expertise, your credibility. So this personal brand, right? As more people connect with you and learn about it that way, um, they're more inclined to buy your product. So again, this goes for the range of, of business categories. So really cool stuff. And I wanted to go a little further and get some uh, a second set of perspective here, set of perspective, a second perspective here. <laughs> um, and that's what we're going to talk to today with Chandler. Now, um, if you guys are looking, we are taking on some new business. So right now, if you have an e-commerce business and you want to scale, I mean, we have clients with 12% plus conversion rates. Guys, you just don't get that from your standard website. We focus on conversions and sales and just really bringing your brand uh, to a place that it needs to be. So just reach out, stop by changecreator.com, go to our services, send in an application, and we will chat. Let's get into it with Okay, Chandler. show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, what's up, Chandler? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, man? Adam, I'm great. Great to be here. Awesome. So, um, you know, you were, you got a lot going on, you know, in your background and stuff. I'm going to let you give your, your quick overview and we're going to get into some of the, the stuff that, um, you know, the self-publishing, you know, expertise that you have. I think it's, a, it's becoming a more popular topic. Honestly, you're, you're not the first person to come on here with that uh, topic to share. And so I feel like it's, I'm seeing it more. And I think there's more demand maybe for getting books out there and building the, the personal brands. Um, so give, give the, a little bit of a, a rundown about yourself so people know where you're coming from. Cool. Yeah. Um, I run a company called Self-Publishing School. Um, we've published about 6,000 books in the last seven years or so. Um, so we publish about two to three books a day. Um, we're in the business of changing lives through books. We believe that books change lives. They change the lives of authors and they change the lives of readers, right? Um, and so that's, that's our goal is to help people publish books that change the lives of readers 
but also that grow their business, which I think that'll be most relevant to this crew, yeah. either in that six, fi- six figure or seven figure range, looking to use a book to grow your business. And so um, that's kind of my, I'm a college dropout uh, and uh, a C-level English student who ended up writing books and, uh, and uh, if it, you know, doing it in an ADHD friendly way. Uh, <laughs> and, and so uh, there's a lot to unpack. Popping some Vyvanse. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. No, I use I used to be prescribed Adderall, but you know it's. I mean, this is maybe a side road, but I think I think it's very helpful for people who have ADHD. Um, yeah. And I think I think it's very helpful to have done it and then to not consistently take the medicine for, for me personally, you know, this Helpful is not, people this, is not this is not medical advice. Um, yeah. I have ADHD, ADHD um, yeah. but uh, and it's something it taught my brain what was capable. Yeah. And I think there's not a lot of long-term studies about the impact of Adderall and Vyvanse and all this stuff. And so yeah. I think it was really helpful, but for a temporary time, but I'm, I'm very much glad that I'm not on it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to work on those brands, Vyvanse, Intuitive, um, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that back in my WebMD days. And I was uh, the marketing guy in that world. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I I do want to be very clear here though, for entrepreneurs and really for leaders, for anyone, I think ADHD is a superpower. Uh, And I think some, in some ways the, the, I I think it is a huge blessing and a major gift that, that allows you to be creative. It allow, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you can just, you can be fanatical about certain things. Uh, And there's all these beautiful benefits that I think we as entrepreneurs can actually channel for our benefit. And so in some ways, I think those medications kind of limit that, like they suppress, I know for me personally, uh, it suppressed my creativity. It it, it suppressed my wanting to talk to and interact with other people because it didn't feel productive. (laughs) It's like, Oh no, I can't, can't talk to that person. Like if I do, then this is like, I'm not going to get this stuff done. And so it's just like this (laughs) ultra productive robot. And ultimately I didn't like who I was becoming uh, down that journey. So that's why I decided to switch off of it. Unexpected turn at the beginning of the interview. We go go with the flow around here. So, you know, it's, and it's interesting. Well, I can go on and on on that topic. So let's, let's get back on track. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So um, you, if I remember correctly from the info I got, um, you were on the Forbes 30 under 30. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Um, How does that work? I'd be curious on how, how, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's meant to be uh, the, uh, um, the top 30 under 30 people in different categories, making an mm-hmm. impact, uh, making an impact, making a difference and, and I guess being successful uh, yeah. by whatever arbitrary success metric. <laughs> uh, that, that I is, see uh, it all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's, the, it's, work? yeah. I mean, th- there's an application process and um, people have to nominate you and stuff like that. So gotcha. I found out random. I mean, I went through the application process and, and they asked me questions and stuff like that, but then okay. I didn't know I got it until someone messaged me and said, Hey, congrats on Forbes 30. 30. <laughs> oh, I was like, shit. wait, what? Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it, it's, it's really an external external validation on internal yeah. work <laughs> uh, and so it's your and, personal and, brand. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's what, you know, like, so I guess, you know, you got 6,000 books now people coming from all walks of life. I assume, is there a specific customer that you typically see with the biggest need for writing books? I mean, I mean, you think entrepreneurs, it's, 
uh, there's entrepreneurs and I, I mean, I think it's, there's, we kind of have a few different buckets, right? There's someone who wants to make an impact. There's someone who wants to grow their business. Uh, and there's someone who says, Hey, I've always wanted to write this book. And this is maybe a one-time thing that I'm going to do. And so, but I think the, the ones that can make the biggest impact are for entrepreneurs specifically, if you strategically write a book that grows uh, that, that, that builds, uh, that, that brings in more leads, more sales and more referrals. And so that's yeah. the way that I think about it is, is how do you write a book that generates more lead sales and referrals for your business? Yeah. I mean, you notice, cause I listen to a lot of, um, audio books. Okay. And, um, I've noticed more and more books, some of them great, others losing substance and they focus on making it like a sales funnel process. By the way, stop by our link, get the resources, by the way, mm -hmm. stop by it. And then at the end, it's like, here's a special offer. And you're like, I, you just, you feel like you just went through a very big sales pitch and I'm all about sales pitches in my world. I mean, I, I love selling. I appreciate when mm -hmm. people sell when they have something of value, right? Something that I'm interested in. So I'm okay with those kind of things, but there's books out there like um, Atomic Habits, right? James Clear is a good example. He does promote links and stuff, but the book is absolutely freaking packed with, you know, good insights and inspiration and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Others I've read where I'm like, I got nothing out of this. I just ended up with a pitch, <laughs> right? Yeah. Do, you, do you see some of that stuff happening in your world? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I, think it's a, I agree with you. I think it's a big mistake. Um, my recommendation for people is if you, if, you give, if, if you give away all of your best stuff for free, people will pay you to tell it to them again. Right. And so yeah. people always ask, they say, okay, should I give every, if I'm using this to grow my business, should I tell everything? Should I hold some things back? Should I, what's kind of the line? And I think there is no line. Um, uh, or, or maybe the line is that you just, you give away everything and you teach all of your best stuff. Uh, and then people will say, this is so helpful. Thank you, Adam Chandler, whoever the author is, right? And now I want to do business yeah. with you further. So this is what I tried to do with my new book published. It's, I mean, you'll notice, I mean, it's it's kind of what you said. You know, there's there's definitely calls to action, but I try to make sure that it's a resource that furthers the information, makes it easier to implement what's in that chapter. Right. But the line is, I think, is that it shouldn't feel like that was essential information that should have been in the book. Right. <laughs> right. And so that's where it, I think you can feel like a bait and switch as a reader, is it's like is if, like you said, if every single chapter is, is go here, go here, go here, or if yeah. it feels like, oh, you're telling me to go to your website to give you my information for something that you really should have put in the book, then I think it book, does yeah. it. Then I think it actually inhibits the reader experience. Yeah. But the goal is to make sure, hey, this book is the best book on the subject for that thing that they're 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 buying to you know to read about, and. I make it easy for my best readers to become subscribers or paying customers yeah. for my business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, yeah, just how you approach it. Right. And I, cause I know when I read books, geez, a while ago, like clockwork, which was about processes for your business and sentences, they have worksheets where they're going through all these things and org charts and all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, how are they setting that up? And they're like, Oh, by the way, we have this worksheet. You can grab it that I'm like, yeah, like I went to the website and got it, you know what I mean? So I didn't have to recreate the wheel. So to your point, that's not something they can put in the book, but they can share it with you as an additional value. Oh, hundred percent. And I definitely agree. Yeah. So what got you into this anyway? Yeah. So it was kind of a, uh, you know, I wrote, I, I was dropping out of school. Um, I, I, I've, 
kind of discovered that I was learning how to run a business from professors who have never ran businesses. That didn't make That's sense. <laughs> um, so I decided to drop out and I was, I, I had been, you know, running businesses that where I was learning yeah. a lot and they were doing pretty well. And then, you know, I wrote and published a couple of books. They did pretty well. Um, then people started asking, Hey, how are you doing this book thing? And I dropped out and I was working on a business at the time that was just failing. I mean, it was just not doing well. And I just remember people kept asking about the book stuff. Like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? And, and I get on the phone with them for, for an hour and, you know, tell them everything I knew for free um, just to be a nice person and say, Hey, do this, do this, do this. And then it's kind of one of those things where somebody can only smack you in the face so many times before you turn around and look. And I yeah. turned around and looked and there was this whole line of people that wanted help with this thing. So that spurred us to launch uh, the beta version of what ultimately became self-publishing school. We had a lot of success with those cohorts of authors. And so then for me, I said, oh, I believe in this and I can sell this because I've seen it work for other people. And it's, I, I can't really sell things that I don't believe in. And, and so, but, so that was validation that this works. And I think the lesson yeah. in here for entrepreneurs and this is something I think is so important is sell, then build. Okay. So, it, it, you know, some people call this a minimum viable product. Some, some people call this, you know, idea validation or whatever, but until you have sales, you don't have a business, you have a business idea. Right? Yeah. And, and, and even within, uh, you know, successful businesses, like I know a lot of successful entrepreneurs are listening to this, right? So you, you, maybe you've got a six, seven, eight figure company. Well, this goes with new product lines. Too, because just because you've successfully yep. created a, a thriving company doesn't mean that you know what your customers want. Um, have your customers tell them, tell you what they want, vote with their wallets, right, and then build a better product that solves their needs because they'll tell you exactly what they want. And so that was the big lesson I learned in all of that is sell then build. And I think it's a lesson that it, it's it's helpful for people starting out, but also experienced entrepreneurs. It's something we do to this day is we don't launch a product until we first done a beta version of that product. Yeah. And then yeah. we sell the beta and then fulfill the beta. Um, and so it's, a, it's better for everyone and it leads to better products that, that sell better and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think there's good points there. I mean, I, I have spoken to people who are like, Oh, well, I'm going to be a coach and, and help other people thrive in their business. And um they have not done it themselves, but they're like, I've listened to every course and guru and I'm just regurgitating what they say. They're like, well, but I have had, I've had a couple wins before. And I'm like, so in my mind, you have to live it, live it right. And prove it out to your point and make the sales. And sh then to just like your story, like your story is attached to the business. There's a reason why. So if someone learns about your business and brand, it's, it makes sense, right? It's like, Oh, Okay, so you were in school, you dropped out, you wrote some books, people kept asking you. It's related. It's not like you just picked up how to be a gardener and uh, read a couple books and you're trying to teach it. <laughs> right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> you you got to teach what you know. Got to teach what you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see it all the time. So, oh, interesting. So, tell me a little bit about. You know, you came out, what were you sharing with people for that hour on the phone? Tell me a little bit about it. It's, it's I mean, it's a funny segue. It's exactly what I did. <laughs> um, I'm a big, I mean, it's, it's, it's a core value of mine personally is, is teach what you've done. Uh, and I, and it's, it's in the ethos of what we do at self-publishing school is we teach things that we've actually done. And yeah. 
so I, I think it's so important. And so that was what I was doing is I said, I've published two books. Here's exactly what worked for me. Do this, do this, do this, try this. You should maybe consider this and that sort of thing. And, and so that ultimately, you know, that was kind of back of the napkin, just trying to be helpful. But then that's the beautiful thing is when you sell, then build. Um, well, I, you know, we sold out the beta of self-publishing school. And then I said, hey, can you tell me exactly what you want to know? Um, and exactly what you want to learn. And then we built the curriculum based on that. And we dripped it out one week at a time, um, specific to what people needed. And then my highest level clients, um, they got one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. And then I told them, I said, hey, if you ever need if you ever need any training or anything, just let me know and I'll create training and video around it. Um, and what was kind of cool is those people were used typically two to three weeks ahead of everyone else. Yeah. And so I take what I was coaching them on and what they were requesting. And that became the curriculum for the rest of the class, uh, a you know, a in, the, in the next week or the next two weeks or whatever. Yeah. And so that helped build better curriculum that helped get better results for all of our customers. And then ultimately that became the curriculum um, or the, you know, the curriculum for the program as a whole. And then the structure for my book. Right. And that's, you know, that's the, there was the first edition of published and now there's a second edition of published, but that would be my recommendation for anyone who's got a training program or anything like that is you've already created the book. You just didn't know it yet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's in the curriculum and the, and the frameworks and outlines that you've already created. Okay. So what were, what was some of the, I guess, pointers you gave in the, that's what I was trying to get at in that mm. conversation. Like, you know, we don't have to go in crazy detail, yeah. but just kind of like, what was the guidance? Like maybe there's guidance you gave then obviously things changed as you probably really fleshed mm -hmm. out the business and processes and all the curriculums and stuff. Like you just mentioned, I'm curious if there was some that held true that were yeah. from those early day, one hour conversations, the steps you told people to take, did any of that roll over to what's going on now? Yeah. A lot of it. I mean, that became the foundation and then you get better at, you get better at frameworks and making them catchy and sticky and memorable and all that. But really a lot of the core components, uh, the core shell stayed the same. Now getting super practical. Um, there's, uh, I call this the more writing method. Now it wasn't that catchy when I first came up with it. Um, but it's, I know probably nobody can see this, but we, yeah. we kind of, if you go to the book page of my book published, you can see it on the book page on Amazon, or you can just flip to page 17 in the book. But um, basically there's eight milestones to writing and publishing a book, right? Okay. So there's the first four or what we, what I call the more writing method. So there's mind map outline, rough draft and editing, right. Um, and specifically self-editing. And then you move into professional editing, cover design, formatting, and launch, mm. right? And so those eight milestones, I mean, they weren't articulated that clearly, um, but, but that, that, that we kind of synthesized down to right, that, right, but right. a lot of that was the core of the early curriculum. And so for someone who's thinking about writing a book, just to get super practical is I would say, take the, take the idea that you're thinking about writing about as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, grab a blank sheet of paper put a circle in the middle, put your idea in the middle, set a timer for 15 minutes on your phone and write out everything you can think of on that topic. That's, yep. This is the M in more writing method. It's the mind map, right? And so the stories that you have, the lessons that you've learned, the broken record conversations, maybe that you have over and over and over again with new clients or new prospects, that will form the mind map. And for a lot of people, they do that process. They realize they've got way more that they can Tons write about. And then, they, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, that kind yeah. of jumpstarts the process. Yeah. yeah it's funny because I always thought about like 
you know how we can create workshops, webinars, all these they're, they're, they're informational talk tracks, just like a chapter in a book. Yes. And I've always felt like, and for some reason I never do it, but like you could sit here and you can even do Facebook lives. Like let's say you make mm-hmm. a list, like you said, a mind map or whatever, and you break down mm-hmm. in order. Like I gotta, if I'm going to teach someone this topic, I got to go through these 10 things, those 10 topics, you talk 30 to 30 minutes to an hour on each one. That's a book right there. Yes. Yes. Right. 100%. So if you're running a workshop, if you are facilitating if you're coaching, if you are teaching in any capacity, you can do exactly what you just said, Adam. That's, I interviewed Ryan Dice, um, founder of oh, Digital yeah. Marketer yeah. Uh, on my podcast. And he, that's how he wrote his book is he said, now what's really important is you don't you skip the first couple of steps, the mind map and the outline, because that mind map and outline informs those yeah. five yeah. to 10 webinars or talks or whatever, whatever the mechanism is. And then you break it down 30 minutes to an hour at yep. a time. And those are either chapters or sections, depending on the length of, you know, whether you're teaching for an hour or teaching for 15 minutes or yeah. that sort of thing, those are chapters or sections. And then you do enough of those, a handful of them you've now written, AKA spoke, um, and you can get transcribed a rough, rough draft of your book. Now, is that going to be need to be edited and improved and all that stuff? Yeah, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Uh, but you've at least gotten words onto the page. And so it can be a whole lot less intimidating um, to getting your rough draft done. Yeah, you got a nice starting point right there. I mean, it just seems like such a simple thing to, to do. And most people just don't do it. <laughs> now, I'd be curious to know if you have found... Are there any types of considerations, right? So great, you have all this content, but when we're ideating a topic, it's going to be hopefully based on something you know people are interested in because you're maybe selling a service or product or it's a category that people are already show interest. So, you know, when you're thinking of the title or the topic that'll attract attention or when you're writing the book, is there a certain... Have you noticed certain hooks or things to include, um, you know, perspectives, angles on how we do something? Yeah. I like how you said, um, you mentioned something before and now broken I lost my mind, but yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. broken record conversations, like mm-hmm. those, you may not think of that in your mind mapping, but yes. stuff like that is a good perspective to get yes. juicy info. Yes. So I would go topic over title. Um, your title doesn't matter until the end of the process, in okay. my opinion. Okay. Now, the topic matters a lot. And I think, you know, I, I talk about this in my new book, it, the four P's of a best-selling book. So there's person, pain, promise, and price, Makes right? Sense. So the person is who are you writing to? And I recommend that people think of one person that they actually know. So this is what I would call your ideal reader. It's not an avatar. This is not some fictional character. This is someone you actually know. It's really, really important. Um, and you write to them. And that makes the book way better and easier to write. And then there's the pain. So what's the pain that they have that they know that they have? Yeah. And then what's the promise that you want to make with this book? Now that, and then there's the price, which that's pretty self-explanatory for, for books. But um, so that is a starting point. Now you're going to focus that arrow kind of on the area that, like on a topic that if you're writing for your business, it's what are the biggest objections that keep people from doing business with you? What are the trigger events that cause people to reach out for help on the thing that you solve? Or like I said earlier, the broken record conversations that you or your sales team or your customer success team is just having over and over and over again with with clients or prospects. That's the best book to write because that's going to directly lead to sales leads and referrals for your business. Um, And so that's how I look at it. And that's how I focus 
um, the, the, the topic of the book in a way that will help you generate more revenue for the, for the business. Yeah. And I think it's a good point to write to one person that you can identify and like have a picture on your wall of that person or mm -hmm. something like, you know what I mean? Like, I, and that's a sales copy lesson. I'm a sales guy, marketing guy. So for me, that's the lesson I've learned when it comes to writing any kind of copy for your landing page or your ads, like always write to one person. Um, people forget that, you know, um, in their, in their eagerness to appeal to many, you know? So, um, all right, we got just a couple minutes and I want to give a chance where, people can learn more about uh you where do they find uh let's say they want to write a book where do they go learn more about your whole process and get some info yeah so i'd say the best place to start so um there's kind of two paths so number one if you're interested in my new book um, it's called published the proven path from blank page to Ten Thousand copies sold you can get it on amazon you can get the audiobook on audible i narrate it um which is kind of fun um, so if, and you know, if you're listening to a podcast, you probably like audio. So, I mean, check out the audio book, but I also, I'd love to give away 50 free copies to the first 50 listeners um, oh. of this podcast who go here. So, um, I created a link it's publishedbook.com forward slash Adam. So that's published book. Like I published a book, uh, .com forward slash Adam. Uh, and the first 50 people that go to that link, you'll get a free physical copy of this book. Okay. So okay. this is no strings attached. There's no cost. There's no shipping and handling. There's no nothing. Literally hundreds of dollars of books that I will pay to pack and ship. To hey, that's house. good marketing, man. I think uh, you guys take advantage. <laughs> if you made it this far in the show, yeah. you had a free book. You want to learn how to write a book and get, I mean, the thing about it is you got somebody like yourself who's been down this road many times and you only know the little tricks and nuances if you do it like a lot. Right. So it helps to get those that'll accelerate your process and give you a lot more clarity. So it's definitely worth it. Guys, I would check out the book, um, grab a copy if you're uh, hearing this and Chandler, I appreciate you just jumping on and all the cool work you're doing and the success you've had and just kind of sharing some of those good practical tips with everybody. Adam, you're the man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Don't forget to stop by changecreator.com for more information, fresh articles, content, and our services if you're looking to build a brand that people love. And please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support.